Hallelujah. Well, this year the Lord gave us a theme which is supernatural growth. Hallelujah. And so I would like to speak briefly on areas of growth. This year areas you have to experience growth. Growth is a personal decision. You can personally decide to grow. Hallelujah. This week there is a very powerful and I you know relationships and marriages are complex. You see the more you speak about it it's like the more you discover how complex it is hallelujah and you can't really tell how much seriousness people attach to those things you know and it is mostly after people have entered into them that when you talk to them they listen you see majority of marriages are not working when you become a pastor you will understand some of them are working you know by our standards but majority of them are not working but to a very large extent, a good number of even unbelievers, people are not Christians. Their marriages even do better than Christians. Because with the worldly people, the only thing they look out for is the person has to be beautiful and that's all. But when it is about Christians, it's not just the person is attractive to you. But the person must also have virtues. The person must have this. The person must have culture. And then the Lord has given you a vision. The person must believe in that. It's complex. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to spend some more power than brothers. And in non-Christian homes, brothers have more power than sisters. You see, I have been in this business for about 13, I mean, the business of pastoring. You see, one of the, when you have a distorted view of reality, it affects decisions. For instance, do you know all our politicians think that we are doing well, that we are just ungrateful? Because it affects their speeches. When they talk, there is no sense of a perception of reality. So once you become a pastor, you, you see it's not only your own that is the standard, but you see every other's own in church, outside of church. Two, three months ago, I was dealing with a pastor. He has a church, a pastor. And his, his, his wife has gotten pregnant with the ex. And the pastor is just troubled. He doesn't know what to do. 
So for mommy, guy was crying on phone. He didn't know what to do. So why would something like this happen? There is a reason. And mostly the reason is simple. People don't understand love and relationships. Like the people think that it's a game. Anybody that you love, you still love the person, even if you are broken up. Love is not something you forget. The Bible says there are three that abide, faith, hope, and love. Love is an abiding bed. It doesn't die. Float. Why? Because he knows she will see tomorrow. Even if it's 150 years. So, hope doesn't die. Love doesn't die. Love can only be covered. Like all the people you have had a relationship with, if they are 10, you love all the 10. If they are 2, you love all the 2. If it's 1, you still love the 1. So, pastor, it's not like that. And see, you can only cover it with bitterness, with hatred, with resentment, but you still love the person. So when you enter into a relationship and your relationship is not working, or you marry and your marriage is not working, then quickly you begin to reconnect. And depending on who this ex is, you can become vulnerable. And marriages that are not working is because of what are called inflated expectations. Lower your expectations of marriage. It's normal. When you are young, you think that relationships, like when you marry, the two of you will be walking, you'll be walking flowers, and your children will have ribbons in their hair, and then um, your wife will cook, and then the two of you will take small, then you talk small, you watch uh, Netflix movies, uh, you realize that as soon as you marry, the marriage begins to compete with the vision of the house. No man wants to remain poor. A man that has too much time for the wife doesn't have too much vision. So the moment you marry, you realize that you want to make money, you want to become a manager, you want to start this company, you want to, all of these visions begin to compete with the marriage or twice in a year. But before you marry, you that something that, like the way now that you're in a relationship, when the person closes from work, you pass by your place, he'll pick you, take you to the beach, you, you talk, ah, ah, like that, like that, like that, like that. And then he'll bring you home. Then when you are going, he'll stand by the gate, he'll say, hi, have a good night, have a good night. Please, can you give me a hug? Ah. And he say, oh, you don't worry. You also enter so that I will go. No, no, go so that I will enter and enter and go, go and I will come. Like that, like that, like that. Ah. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that. It's not like that. The marriage even becomes more challenging when the couples are extremely rich or extremely poor. When the people in the marriage are too rich. It takes a lot to manage success. Actually, most rich people don't have good marriage. Actually, like Christian standard marriages, if you have to pick very rich people, now, most Christians are average. Like, they earn $10,000 a 
$200,000 a year, according to the United Nations. There are four categories of wealth. There is the rich, the middle class, the poor, and then the vulnerable. What is it? The miserable. <laughs> the miserable are people who earn $10,000 and below in a year. And so if you are here, your salary is not up to 10000 a month. Per United Nations report on poverty. You are not poor. You are vulnerable. I mean miserable, I beg your pardon. Not poor. You have not even gotten to the poverty level. There is rich, middlemen, poor, and then miserable. So the miserable people are people who earn below 10,000, 10,000 and below, sir. If you earn 10,000 Ghana cities, 10,000 Ghana cities a month, a whole year is $10,000. And according to the United Nations, you are miserable. Then, those who earn 100,000 from 10,000 to 100,000, you understand? They are poor. <laughs> then the middleman is hundred thousand twelve. <laughs> Most Christians are within the middle belt. The, the the poor and then the middle class. That's where most Christians are. Not all of us. Of course, some are in the miserable category and some are in the uh, uh, very rich category. You know, when people are very rich, they are not able to marry. For instance, many people do not know that certain visions do not work together. For instance, if you are here, in a, you are in a relationship and you are a medical student, it is very likely, depending on the type of relationship you are in, if the guy is in tech and you are in Legon, it's different. But if the two of you are in Legon or the two of you are in tech, the two of you are, you can't, you can't do the medical course. Or if you are a math student, no, you can't. Why? Because the relationship begins to compete with your mind. So the level of concentration you need to focus that. Now, if you are in first year, you think that, oh, in the university, I will study more than I was in secondary school. It's not like that. The level you were in secondary school, you will never beat it when you come to the university. Like in, in secondary school, you were studying five hours every day. In the university, the highest you do is two hours every day. Why? Because in secondary school, you didn't have friends from different schools coming to visit you. But in university, as soon as you pick your books, you are going to study. You will have friends coming around. In secondary school, you didn't have movies. But in the university, you have movies. In secondary school, you were not cooking. They were giving you dining. In the university, you want to prepare some of your indomie. And in secondary school, there were no many special programs that will win your attention. But in the university, they have whole week, whole week, so and so down, and church programs, this, this, so many. And then in secondary school, because you were in a girl's school, you didn't even care. When you hear your friends have boyfriends, you begin to wonder why would they concentrate and study? 
<laughs> but when you come into the university, every month you have four people proposing to you. Every month. You say, oh, pastor, it's not like that. I'm talking on the terms of average. Uh, you see, if you don't get a lot of people proposing to you, it's likely you mostly work in groups. And when you come to level 100, you mostly work in groups. Very soon you'll be working alone. When you work alone, boys will start calling you. And don't say that oh, the boys, they like me. That No, no, no. They, now girls have six boys and boys have 12 girls. Uh-huh. So you are one of the many uh, additions that they are going to add. And those things are worrying. You open your door, somebody is there. Oh, I just passed by to say hi. It's not to say hi matter. A kiss, a agenda. <laughs> a format. But on all of those things and all the people who propose to you, some of them you will like them because they fit into your it's called spec okay then let me end it as spec what are your specs? huh? Oh, I just mentioned we are in a crowd so mass huh? What are canal weapons? Okay, number one, he's, he has a beard. Okay, what again? He has six packs. No, he has pink lips. Which one is that? Okay. Yes, what again? Huh? Somebody who smells good. Okay, what again? And the boy, one boy, he has all these things we are talking about. Mami wa tamman kwa. You fit into every... Hey! Or share shots. No, abone kicks. Okay. Or move over ties. I'm so for Okay. Or unity shape. Okay. With beard. Uh-huh. Oh, then this boy say he likes. The only thing is that he likes too many girls. But all the things that you are looking for is inside of this boy. So this is how you deceive yourself. Let me fight for what is mine. <laughs> Africa is capable of managing his own affairs. Today I was taking my shower and it just occurred to me that Kwame Nkrumah was not a prophet. And I said, oh, but why am I saying that? And I said, 70 years you told us we are capable of managing our affairs. 70 years it has been proven that we can manage our affairs. In every Africa's economy will collapse if the white people don't exist. 70% of our budget, that was said by Osafumafo in 2005. Ghana's budget, 70% is charged on donor agencies. And it's true. It's true. So when he said we are capable, that do so. Ghana is the most stable electricity providing nation in the Africa. I think we are third or fourth. The whole Africa. <laughs> so you can imagine how much that we are we are cap- 
We are not capable of managing our resources. We are not capable of managing our human resources. We are not capable of managing our even currency. All African currencies are becoming rubbish. One dollar is about 1,300 naira. One, 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 one dollar. Anyway, so please, we'll talk about relationship, marriages, and all of that. Uh, Frankly speaking, I'm not comfortable talking about marriage and relationships. But once you're a pastor, you have to talk about it. Because a lot of people are into it. You understand? So on Wednesday, tomorrow I heard there's a marriage mini camp for all married people. Tomorrow and then Tuesday. All right, so if you are married, just come around and let's. It's only married. If you are not married, you are not allowed. When you come, they will sack you. <laughs> All right, so I'm talking about areas of growth, areas you should expect growth. I know you didn't like the things I was saying about relationship, but don't worry. One day you realize that we were right. Hallelujah. Every true revelation is revolutionary in nature. There are areas of your life that must experience continual growth. Number one is your spiritual life. This year, you shall experience growth in your spiritual life. What does it mean to experience growth in your spiritual life? Number one, you will acquire more knowledge in the things of the spirit. Finally, my brethren, Ephesians says, stand, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Our generation is suffering. These days, you don't have to go out to become a bad person. Just even in your room, you can become a bad person. Now, at first, you have to see something to steal. Now, you can steal on phone. Sakawa. <laughs> if you have been doing evangelism, so winning, some of the stories you hear, you feel like crying. That people are young, young people, 17, 19, 15, 18, terrible, 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 terrible. Smoking, drinking, shisha, sex, 
You shall be strong in the Lord. I said, you shall be strong in the Lord. Now, you see people going to church at the point they stop. Why? It's not because of anything. They are doing so many things that that thing kills their passion for God. It kills any desire to know God and to experience God. But this year, you shall experience growth in Jesus' name. So he said, be strong in the Lord by acquiring knowledge. Now, I want to share with you some spiritual knowledge. Any activity you know of is a spirit. The more you engage in that activity, that spirit becomes closer and stronger in your life. I said that this year we are acquiring knowledge. This is one of the knowledge. For instance, there is the spirit of knowledge. According to the Bible, God has seven spirits. Now, when you talk about seven spirits, not that there are seven entities, but it speaks of seven administrations of his power. One is called knowledge. You know, do you know that people think that every demon is is in quote bad no there are demons of knowledge the only thing they do is to get you, give you knowledge there are demons who are just for fellowship they will not make you steal they will not make you fornicate they will not make you do anything the only thing is that they want you to give them attention and they will be playing with you there are demons that are babies they have all the nature of babies so you can see somebody who is 50 years and behaves like he's five years. He can even drool, be playing on the floor. It's a spirit. It's just a baby. And there are spirits of murder, crime. Those are the ones we think that they are spirits. But there are spirits who just like eating. The spirit of passivity. They will not make you steal. They will just want you to just lie down. There are spirits that are thoughts. Holding into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, there are, there are, there are, if God is to open your eyes to know the number of spirits that are in the world, you will realize that the sun on this earth if you are able to count them, they will not be up to the number of spirits in the world. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Do you know that the devil took one third of the angels in heaven? And the Bible says that the number of the angels are according to the measure of stars. When you go home, pick your phone, go to Google and enter how many stars are in the universe. They will tell you that the stars cannot be counted, no matter the machine you used to count. But the stars are in groups, clusters, courses. And 
they are called galaxies. And they have about 12 of them. I'm not too sure of that, but about 12 constellations. Like a group of stars. And each of the 12, if you pick one, human beings have to be on this earth for about 806 trillion years if they will not die. And each human being is to give birth 100 times and they multiply by 160, we will not be up to 1% of the one of the cluster of stars. And the devil took one. Spirits of anger, jealousy, spirits of flooding, earthquakes, like plenty. Spirits that make you just, just destroy things. Like your nails, you will just be biting it and destroy it. Like sprays of chewing ice. Sprays of making you eat in the night. <laughs> One day realize that every human behavior is a manifestation of a spirit. Yeah. Every human behavior. <laughs> Spirits of sleep. Yeah. You just like just sleeping. They are, spirit, they are wandering spirits. They just move around. You, you meet them here. You meet them here. You meet them here. Where are you going? I'm coming. You meet them here. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There's a spirit that makes one a wanderer. They are all in the Bible. Different, 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 different stars or spirits that exist. What? Vagabond spirits, stubbornness. There's a spirit that entered Cain. And the Bible says he became fugitive. Fugitive means that he's, he can't stay at one place. The Bible says when the sheep are skin spirits, all that they do is that they whisper thoughts in the ears of people. Hey, you are very beautiful. You should become a slave queen and stop this church, church thing. Ah. <laughs> different, 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 different spirits. Plenty. The, the, the spirits, if they were to be material, this world cannot contain them. Yes. God had to even keep some in strategic locations because there were too many. Spirits entered into the creation, into creatures. So anytime we cast out demons, do you know that in most cases, if the demons don't leave and we cast them out, they are bound and they are not allowed to enter this earth again. We have been casting out, they are not finishing. Like the spirits that entered into the pig, the Bible says that they were led into the sea. Because the sea is a world. It is, it, is, it is called the abyss or abusos. It is called the monhorovitic discontinuity. 
bottomless pit. That place, when you enter, you are not allowed to come out. All the spirits that are there are in prison. Because that is a prison. And still, they are not finishing. Jesus started casting to our time. Still, they are not finishing. Like that, like that, like that. (laughs) So, there are plenty, 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 plenty. But when you gain spiritual knowledge, you can actually relate on this earth without they interfering in your life. By knowledge. By knowledge. It's a spirit that has been cast out of the earth. Some of the spirits come to do a work and when the work is done, they leave. They are dispensational spirits. (laughs) Whether it's malaria or typhoid or cancer. They are all spirits. When the spirit, the spirit enters into a person, the person's body undergoes a decomposition. Begins to get rotten. It will shock you that there are spirits who enter into specific areas of the body. Like, if that spirit enters, it enters only the leg. It doesn't like the hand. The world is a spiritual place. And so, knowledge is a spirit. Now, all of these spirits I have spoken about, how do they interfere in the life of a person? Uh, Let me tell you something. Our physical activities perform spiritual significance or create spiritual effect. There are some demons you don't need to pray. You have to take some decisions. They will live your life. If you have been praying that God should help your husband to love you, you can pray 100 years, your husband will never love you. You just have to decide that from today, I'll respect my husband. That spirit will live. Look at prayer. Is prayer not a physical activity? Right now, if I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you see me physically, you see me talking physically, everything I'm doing is physical, but it creates a spiritual effect. So the moment you sit down to study, whether you are studying secular books, you are studying spiritual books, they attract spirits. I want to ask you a question. How did human beings get to know that you can tap alcohol out of a tree? Now, now when, when I say some of these things, it's the science students who can understand me better. Look at the elements on the periodic table. How many are they? There are plenty. Now, how, how did they discover them? How did they find out that these things exist? And how did they get to know their function? Like, how did somebody get to know that? If I can get crude oil from the ground, take it into fire, extract it from different frequencies of heat, I can use this one to power locomotive engines. There are spirits who, did, who reveal these secrets. When you read the book of Job, spirits came to this earth to re- These spirits are custodians of mysteries. These spirits are libraries of secrets. They come to reveal. Look at, look at us here. Maybe 
you are thinking of science and it looks so natural, right? So science is not strange. What about the herbalist? Who never did any experiment? Who never added a litmus paper, an ink to a litmus paper, but was able to tell that if you chew this thing, this tumor will vanish out of your body? I had a grandmother who was trained by her mother. When a woman is giving birth and the baby is not coming, there is a particular leaf they bring, they go to cut it from the bush, put the woman down, longest two minutes the baby will drop. How did they know all these things? My grandmother, when somebody has boil, my grandmother was not an idol worshiper. She was a Methodist woman, but she knew plants. There is something that if there is a boil on you, you come, she will grind it and put it in the mouth and blow it on her. <laughs> something like black. If you came in the morning by afternoon, the past will start dripping out. If a snake bites you, there is something she will apply there and suck the poison from your leg. How did they know these things? Never been to school, never read, never. They were revealed to them by spirits who had access to knowledge. So the moment you sit down and you are about to read, you are actually in a physical activity. But spiritually, you are engaging a spirit. Can I tell you something? How can somebody say he's an awkward? He picks a book. One day, I had a, a problem with my throat. Severe pains. When I do... <clears throat> The skin inside my throat tears and blood will be coming. I couldn't swallow, I couldn't do anything. So I was in level 300 in the university. So I, I said, God, in my head, this thing must stop. The pain is too much. And the Lord told me that I should open the book of Psalms and read it. So I opened the Psalms randomly. I started reading. I started reading chapter one, one chapter, two chapter. I think after about five, six chapters, all of a sudden I could swallow. After tomorrow, the thing has never happened again. Blood will be coming like in my mouth. <coughs> and blood is coming. The day you have headache, I'll give you an assignment. Pick the Bible anywhere and start reading it. By the time you close it, the headache is gone. Many people don't know what is going on. So, Pastor, I've been going through severe depression. No, 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 no. Depression is a spirit. The Bible calls it distressing spirit. That is the spirit that came upon Saul. That he decided to kill David. Engage the scriptures because it's a spirit. As you are reading literally, a spirit is having transactions with you. All this cant, this Plato, they, where did they get all the information they had? In those days, they were all mystics. They had access into hidden knowledge. They were initiated into it. Now Paul said, we speak wisdom among the perfect, not the, yet, yet not the wisdom of this world, or the prince of this world who come to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. They were called perfect in the sense that they had access into mystical knowledge. Things that were not lawful for men to know, they knew it. For example, 
The Bible said that wise men came from the east when Jesus was born and they came to worship him. Yet the Bible didn't call them prophets. By the way, they were not Christians. They were not godly people. They were people who had access into astrology. How you can find issues that are going on in the world by observing of stars. How can somebody look at the stars and tell what is happening? There is a man by name John Augustus. He wrote a book. The title is The Gospel in the Stars. I know you will not read it, so me, I will not, I will not even bother myself. Because people don't like reading big books. He is a Christian scholar. One of the most deep Bible teachers you can ever find. I can mention five of his books if you go and read. If I said the movie right now, you'd have typed on your phone to save the title. But when you go now, you're going to look for it. We are not interested in knowledge. How that the stars review the plans of God? Astronomy. There's astrology and astronomy. Astrology is occultic. Astronomy is science. So you can mature in your spirit by tapping into knowledge. Tapping into Proverbs 24. What are you saying? I'm praying. No, you're actually engaging a spirit. You're engaging a spirit. You're engaging to reveal to a man that human beings came out of apes. Hello? <laughs> no, no. So where did they get it from? They are spirits. They are lying spirits. They are spirits of false knowledge. They use it to deceive people. This year you will experience different levels of spiritual knowledge. In the name of Jesus. What chapter did I mention? 24. Okay, verse 4. He says, by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. By knowledge. By wisdom and house, by knowledge. What is this knowledge he's talking about? Certainly, he's not talking about entrepreneurship, a great science, Swahili. Do you know that a good number of the lecturers who teach finance at the business school are poor? How do you know? They went on strike the last time I checked. Have you seen billionaires going on strike? So that is not knowledge. That's information. Knowledge is a spirit. Knowledge is a spirit. If knowledge exists, that which is the knowledge will become evident. For instance, if you know prosperity, you'll be rich. If you have been informed about prosperity, you are trying. Well, the knowledge is a, a force. He says, verse 13 and 14, 
There are plenty of them. Plenty of them. 13 says, my son, my son, one of the shocking things is how this, this generation knows nothing. It's shocking. It's shocking. We don't have time for anything productive again. The reason why people study in school is because they want to pass exams. If not, they will never read. How do you know? When was the last time you read since you finished university? Some of you, the easiest way to sleep is to pick a book. <laughs> say, Pastor, I don't feel sleepy. No, no, no. Pick a book and see. You will sleep. He says, my son, eat only. Why? Because it is good. Then he says, now when you read Proverbs to you, you tell you that don't eat too much of honey. The same Proverbs. It says, and the honeycomb, eat honey and eat the honeycomb. Do you know the honeycomb? It's like sponge. Then when you eat the honey, sometimes chew that one. These are all medicines. Most of you who are always having problems with your eyes, sometimes eat honey. It will clear your eyes. It's medicine. The honey, no, not the one that they have made foam. The proper one that the bees have urinated. You know, only is the poo and the pee of bees. <laughs> the most nutritious things on this earth are all decomposition. Oh, yes. <laughs> you don't know, manure. It's full of nutrients for the soil. And it's just the poo-poo of a cow. That's why some part of the world, they eat the feces of some bush animals. The poo-poo of what? Antelope. <laughs> hey, Africans, too, we are doing one day so. Hey. He says, eat only. Eat only come. How many of us have eaten only before? Listen, if you ate honey, proper honey, and it was not sweet, it was not the honey. There was something in your mouth. Honey is sweet. Honey is sweet. There is a proverb that says, when the world so good, just as honey is to our tongue. Verse 14. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you're always depressed, it's likely you don't like reading. Because depression is mostly in the soul. It's your thoughts and your emotions. Which can be tamed by knowledge. When this generation stopped reading, they entered into depression. A very studious person doesn't get depressed. Because his mind is always engaged on a spirit called knowledge. He says, social knowledge the knowledge of, listen to me, if somebody says that I want to be wise, I'm telling you the secret, just read. Wisdom is from books. No matter the, whether you want to be wise as a lawyer, wise as a pastor, 
wise as an inventor, wise as a wife, wise as a husband, wise, no matter the level of wisdom you are talking about, it comes by reading of books. How many of it have you purchased this year? I found a lot of pastors come to me. Pastor Winfred, how I said, my friend, a pastor must have books. Paul speaks of his parchments, books, books. Jesus Christ went into the temple and took the scroll and opened in the place where it was written. At least he knew where what was written was written. That means he was familiar with the book. So if you are to say, open, how about cook? <laughs> it might take some time. There are people, if you tell them that open Obadiah, it may take some time. What are the suitable tenses for writing a book? Now, if you are writing a book, what are the best tenses to use? Present tense, past tense, or future. And in a book, personal pronouns, which are the best to use? First person, second person. Like, is it good to say that you are lazy? Or they are lazy? Or we are lazy? Which one is the best way to put it when you are writing a book? When you want to say lazy? Is it good to say you are lazy? Or they are lazy? Or we are lazy? Or even some people are lazy? Which is they are lazy? That's what I was studying last week. That some people, it will be very difficult for them to know where Habakkuk is. Or some of us, it is very difficult to know where Habakkuk is. If you've never thought of these things, don't worry. Don't worry. One day you'll be thinking about Akonumashika if you are to marry. Oh yeah, it's good. The only thing you think about is an, it's an A. But A is not the only thing you need. So, Pastor, but I, I don't even have time for all my books. What time do I have? No, 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 no. You, do, you go vacations. And I've been a student like you before. All my books, I bought my most important books when I was a student. And I read them. And I still buy books. In the last one month, I bought over 1,500 worth of books. I came from Nigeria. I came with a lot of books. Last one of the titles of it was How Africa Made Europe Rich. Why am I reading these books? I just want to find out whether it is best to say, some of you, it is difficult for you to learn. Some of us, it is difficult for you to learn. Some people, it is difficult for them to learn. That's why I bought all those books. To find out the tenses they use and the personal pronouns they use in their books. Because one day I want to also write books for church. People don't like it when you say you are lazy. But they would like to hear some people are lazy. And mostly if you're a pastor, you preach like you are lazy. You don't have a good church. You should rather say some people are lazy. The Bible said they were untrained in speech. That means a man can be trained in speech. That's the level I am right now. We all need something to learn. 
You have to always better your life. So he says that when you find knowledge of wisdom, ah, is wisdom something you know? Yes, it's here. He says, so shall the knowledge of wisdom. So you must know wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge. So it shall be, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. Have you tasted only before it was very sweet? When you find the knowledge of wisdom, that's how it will be to your soul. That's why you don't get angry again. I can say that me, I'm like this. Me, I'm like this. Nobody is anything. We all choose to be what we want to be. You can always edit your life. God didn't make us robots. He gave us the power to shed off. Even your cells, they are always giving birth. Adaptation. Somebody is doing it easily. What somebody is struggling to do, somebody is doing it easily. Which of these three statements do you like? What you are struggling, what we are struggling, what they are struggling. Sometimes when you say what you are struggling, it sounds like a physical attack. It's not ordinary that people have influence in the world. They are learned men. So he said, when you find knowledge, with the knowledge of wisdom, that's how it shall be to your soul. He said, if you have found it, I, there is prospect. In other words, oh, future. Once I call who are any prospects. Those days that when you are admitted into the university, they do orientation. They come to do course and its prospects. Then they recommend prospectors. In other words, if I do history, what will become of me? Like, if you do pharmacy, number one, you can become a pharmacist. Number two, you can become doctor of pharmacy. Number three, you can become doctor of medicine. You can become a medical specialist. So, what you are likely to become is called prospects. When they say prospective spouse, it means you are not spouse. You can become a spouse. When you do sociology, what are the prospects? Number one, you can become a social studies teacher. <laughs> Number two, you can join the police service. Yeah. Now, the world is moving from physical, macho policing to intellectual policing. But those who have done sociology understand, I think that Carmen Krumah misjudged the prospects of Africa. For instance, he sacked all the white people. Now, by what is going on in South Africa, sacking the white people based on where you stand was a good idea. Because the white people would have become more dominant and more prosperous and it would have created some problems. And when you go to South Africa, the white part of South Africa is beautiful. The black part is very bad. But you see, Kwame Nkrumah built companies and the companies had no manpower. Why? Because the only way was to take Ghanaians to the Abrofo to study but he hates the Abrofo. So most of you don't know, if you did history of industrialization, 
African Ghanaian economy. I've done the history of Ghana's economy. So I'm not speaking like somebody who doesn't know what he's saying. I'm actually giving intellectual discourse. No matter the lecture you bring, what I'm saying is academic. And someone can refine out what year was it opened. Kwame Nkrumah built factories that there were no human beings there. Why? Because the educated people in Ghana were against him. They were called the intelligentsia. Achimfon. J.P. Dan Kwame. Umunu mumpe Kwame Nkrumah said, because Kwame Nkrumah mafia umu. Umu kofa and said, small boy, brabedi secretary. And on one Sunam underground, winning the heart of Ghanaians and set up his own party. And they all followed him. Educated people say independence, we want it, but let's take our time. The few educated people in Ghana. And those are the people coming from a sideline. So when you study enchromism, one of the topics you study is grassroots politics. African political philosophy, you study incrumism, you study grassroots politics coming down to the ground, to the people, going room to room, shaking hands, at Tamils, what Tamils won his elections. Akufuadu too at a point where he had to unsaddle his horse and start going to pound Banku with people and eat and become like a grassroots man. Because when your political approach is always about economy and how the, you appeal to only the educated people. And that is the typical MPP politics, which I think now they are reforming. Now they are also using chromism, grassroots. So by sidelining all the educated people, Kwame Nkrumah was to rule Ghana without the involvement of the educated people. Kroba was not educated. He was an Asante linguist, but he was not educated. But he was a minister under Kwame Nkrumah. Because the educated people, I don't need them. We are capable of managing our own affairs. Take the Africans to go to Abrofu to study. We are capable of managing our own affairs. So he has a sociological representation of reality. One be before I say. I don't know the course Kwame Nkrumah did in school, but I think it had to do with social science. Somewhere, somehow. I'm not against him, but we have to be balanced. The messianic representation of Nkrumah can be distorted. I mean, misrepresenting of realities. He was not altogether lovely. By the time he was overthrown, Ghana was bankrupt. And I read it from K.A. Gbedema, his finance minister's book. Come and come and stretch his hands on the wall and started crying when Gbedema told him that there's not even one city in Ghana's account. And he was overthrown by the military junta. But when you sit down to study, you are engaging a spirit. Be, 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 be habituated with the culture of reading. You don't have to read a big book. If you are interested in small, small books, you can say, I'm reading 10 pages every day. Don't read a big book if you don't like reading for long. Because by the time you get to the middle, you have forgotten everything you have read. Reading. Your interest 
for certain aspect of knowledge will be born. Reduce the intake of pictures, graphics. He said, if you have found it, there will be prospect and your hope will never be cut short. Seek knowledge. All of you who are saying you are businessmen, if you don't read books, you are wasting your time. The world is complex, I'm telling you. The world is complex. You must understand how taxes work. There are books, taxation for dummies. It simplifies all you need to know about taxes. You want to open Ghana, a company abroad. By the time you enter the country, three months, let's say you go to Nigeria to set up a, a business. They can hit you with tax issues and collapse the business overnight. All your investments gone down the drain. So how do you do? Who do you hire to be a lawyer over your board? Huh? Also, you are the number you know. What you are trying to know, somebody has mastered it. Enter into his room and acquire all that he has. Books is not only for lawyers. It's for anybody who wants to be wise. If there's any wisdom operating in anyone, find out. He's a studious person. No matter who the person is, if you see somebody has some level of wisdom, it means the person likes reading. This year, we are growing by reading. Christian literature. No matter where you can sit and sit somewhere and read something. This is your phone that is full of video games at your age. Eh? 28 year old boy with beard, with suspense. Tall, dark. Recently, I get amazed. Every lady is learning makeup. Why are they not learning to read? Look, reading will do for you what makeup can never achieve in this lifetime. Is makeup bad? No, 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 it's not bad. But, but, but every key has its door. What is all this, this, this obsession? You know how long it will take to do makeup at a go? 45 minutes. And that's a 48 page book or 50 page book. Just for trying to look nice. Which you are already. Society is putting you into stress. Let me tell you something. If you can deliver yourself from Instagram, you are 80% better with your life. All those who are Instagram, is supposed to be business you are doing there. Let me tell you, if your wife spends at least one hour on Instagram every day, she's ungovernable. Listen, I don't speak, I don't speak as an amateur. When people come to talk to me, I ask, is your wife on Instagram? Say, hey, pastor, how do you know? I say, no. All of them are the same. All of them. I don't know what is there. I don't know what is there. One of the first things is when you are trying to diagnose a woman who does not know what she wants, whether it's a wife or a beloved, the first thing I ask is that, you see on Instagram, they say it's always there. They get confused all the time. The most confused people are always on Instagram. I don't know what is there. So, Pastor, we learn there. What are you learning? It ministers Instagram. All this obsession for makeup is in social media. It's actually a facade. 
You see, you take a picture, your mouth has twisted like this, you delete it. Then you try, ah, ankle shorts. Then all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're looking like a Cinderella. They say, post away, post away, post away. And can I tell you something? You're not the only one who is posting the best. All those who have posted editing, zooming, angles. Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying that whatever you want to achieve by looking beautiful, start reading, you will get 10 times of it. Why have people lost control over their temper? It's because they don't read. Stay, wage a war. Wage a war against all your deficiencies by, by dangerous, voracious reading. Look at me saying that I'm learning how to speak. And I'm not joking. I gave book to this lady, to this lady, to this boy. Who else? This girl, this girl, they have not reached 100 pages. And it's three weeks now. Imagine if it was a movie. They would have eaten seven series. <laughs> Last week I sat down and said, tell me what you have. The book is 400 and how many pages? And it's one out of five books. I have to work with people whose brain was <laughs> <laughs> ah. Alice, let me take you to the gym. Let me take you to a restaurant. Eat and gain somebody. Last week I was laughing at Pastor Eric. I saw Pastor Eric's baby. I said, ah, now you this Obolo, where did you take it from? <laughs> and the mother said, from the father. And I said, ah, why? Then he said, Pastor, Prophet Eric, he's not slim. See his childhood pictures. And I said, so why is he so he's fasting? Because he said, all oh, his childhood pictures, he was big. So is that the children have picked the childhood DNA. No, <laughs> not DNA. One day you will have pot belly. He couldn't say Amy. He said, hey. He didn't add a man to it. <laughs> he says, look at the next verse, 15. Do not lie. We will come against the not know that is not going to be the place. Look, become interested in growing by knowledge. How do you assess growth? Except by knowledge. How things are done. Many of us can maintain friendship, friendship, friendship. You can't, listen, some of you here, you have gone through three different relationships. It's not because the boy or girl was bad. The point is that you, you had no clue. You were just clueless. It was only emotions you came to eat. But why don't you say that? How do friendships work? Number one, you must know who is a friend. I have a whole teaching on I'm sure people are saying, what are the signs? Number one, somebody who is happy of your success. 
Number two, somebody who has been in your life for a very long time. You don't meet somebody last week and say, this is my friend. No, no, no. No, no, no. A friend is somebody who has been in your life for long. Because emotions expire. If what is between the two of you is emotions, it dries up with time. Somebody you have related with for 10 years is a friend. How come you have not ended it in 10 years? There have been issues, but it has not. So many waters cannot quench love. A friend is someone who loves you. And what are signs of love? One of them is giving. You have a friend every day when you go to buy food. When it's time to pay, he uses the washroom. He's not a friend. He's a parasite. <laughs> Number two, my last point. So, so this year, this year, we are growing spiritually by acquiring spiritual knowledge. Hello? Number two. We are growing by fasting and prayers. Spiritual growth. He said, be strong. Now, that's the thing. Spiritual growth. Supernatural growth. We are growing by knowledge. We are also growing by fasting and prayer. Listen to me. Prayer is one of the signs of maturity in Christ. Prayer. See, when you mature, you realize that human beings can't do much for you. You can only rely on God. Let me tell you something. Look at me. When you finish writing, then you lift your head and I want to talk to you. Majority of the problems you will have in your life cannot be solved. I'm a man of faith, but not a man of lies. <laughs> the real things you will ever consider to be a problem in your life are those that cannot be solved. Okay. Uh, didn't you see your uncle? See, he lived all his life looking for money. Did he get it? He went to Agege. He went to Kotonu. Wakwa Kuyuki Asaba. Wakwa Americans also. That's why sometimes I talk to young people. It's not everybody who gets money. No, pastor, I must I'll go and do knee limb lengthening procedure. So they cut their, what's the name of this bone? Fema, tibia, and fibula. Then they put a metal inside it. You become like articulated track with tico, tico head. When we see you, your waist is here. Then from here to your head is 12 inches. <laughs> your waist is supposed to be in the middle of your body. In case you don't know. And that science, that geometry, you can't edit it. It has its function. When you bend your head, your head must hit your toes. If you have flat stomach. (laughs) 
We needed that clause. We needed that 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 exemption. <laughs> but with your case, when you bend like this, your head hit the ground. Have you seen this? When you become tall, this is how it This thing doesn't increase. It's the leg that has increased because of the small space beneath it. So what we see is say, ah, 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 ah. Brian, you say, I'm here, 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 you The rest is long. Most of the real problems in life, they can never be solved. Because God is the one who brought us here. And God knows that the real problems of this world are actually spirits. And you can't take them out of this world by choice. By fasting and prayer. The problems don't stop, but you grow strength over them. It's like saying, when you are hungry, eh, and there is no food, yet you say you are fasting. What does that mean? The problem is there, but you can't recognize it. Hello? Many of you here, if you get B, C, D, E, F, you can't even attempt suicide. But somebody has three Fs and it is the Banku and Tilapia. That's what fasting does. Fasting makes you stronger than your problems. When problem becomes stronger than people, it kills them. It makes them have depression and all of that. But when people become stronger than their problems, in the midst of it, they are enjoying. Look at Africa. We are more happy than white people. When you travel, you will know. This lady, she has a friend abroad. He's crying to come back. What did he say? He said that we are being deceived and that he's doing... No, say it loud. Get up, get up. She finished Legon. Give the profile. Say it loud. Okay, so he finished Legon. Ah, is this all of your voice? Okay, so he finished Legon. So he finished Legon. It's a microphone. Yeah, he traveled outside. He's a lecturer in a, in a country. A lecturer abroad. Not Ghana. And what did he say? And he moved to UK. Uh-huh. Yes, he um, got a loan. From where to the UK? Finland or one of uh-huh. those countries uh-huh. to UK uh-huh. and received. he's wondering how he can pay his loans like everything is so bad he thought UK was the best for him and that's everything Do you know what that something he said recently he said people in Ghana are far better than people abroad let us be sincere he's not a foolish man he can't just speak anyhow he knows what he said your help is not from abroad it's from above <laughs> <laughs> but pastor, is it bad to travel? No, 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 no. It's not bad at all. If you want to go tomorrow, just see me. I'll pray for you. But the truth is what we are saying. Africans are happier than people abroad. All my friends who are abroad are planning to come back. It's how to come that is the problem. Like, if I come right now, what will I be doing? What will people see? 
Those are the reasons why they are in Ghana. You are better than somebody who earns 70, 80, 100,000 abroad. I'm telling you. I don't say one thing I say. One day, Uber Kwaba. Pastor, are you saying we shouldn't go? No. That's why I say if you have 5,000 and above, because some people don't have that. This is what I'm saying. How come that the white people have so much money, yet we are happier than them? So, Pastor, no, 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 they are happier than us. You have no idea. So, what the sickness is that they don't exist yet. They are always dying. They have electricity nonstop. They have food. Abroche food is very cheap. Ghana food is more expensive than Abroche food. With five dollars, you can get very good food to eat. Ghana here. Oh, this is a government. Yes, this is Jesus. How many of you have realized that some people have problems, but it doesn't seem to show on them? It's God that has strengthened them from within. One day, a demon was WhatsApping with me. And the demon said that a lady that they have put a sickness on. The reason why they put the sickness on the lady is so that the lady will be worried all the time. Because the more the lady gets worried, the more they become strong. That's why I say every activity is a spirit. But I hug the lady. And because of that, they are not able to have access to her mind. Now, ma, if they say you have cancer, we have to hug you. <laughs> Just to encourage you. But sometimes somebody has to feel like any papa myself. He said, Me, I just prayed for her. And I said, oh, Don't worry, don't worry, God will be with you. Then the demons, when they were sending me text message, WhatsApp message, said that when I said, Oh, don't worry, don't worry, God will help you. They they, they couldn't have access to the mind of the lady. So no matter the lady is always happy, jumping about as if this is not the person they put that sickness on. Meanwhile, somebody doesn't have any sickness. He's always depressed. Because, you see, a strength was released. The way you are always worried. It's a, listen, one day I was teaching some people from who I had a camp meeting with them at the basement. And I was telling them that, what are some of the painkillers they give to the head? Like when you have headache, what are some of them? Paracetamol. And I said, okay, if somebody comes to the hospital and say he has headache, and you give him paracetamol. Does it mean the person has paracetamol deficiency? The real cause of this depression, I'm sad, I'm crying, nobody cares about my life. It's not because of the issues around you. It's a lack, it's a, it's a, it's a deficiency that is there. And the deficiency is that you have less of God inside of you. You have too much of the world inside of you. He says, the sorrow of the world produces death. Not the sorrow. The sorrow. sorrow is always of the world. Produces death. This year, we are rising up above every form of depressions. We are rising above every... Listen to me, listen to me. You have finished school three years, you don't have a job, you are depressed. Somebody has finished school 12 years, he has no job. And yet, he's eating banco and tilapia. Some of you can't even eat your best food. Hello? 
Hello? Are you impromptu too fast? Huh? Unplanned fast, plan fast. Since we have been eating, what have become of our lives? Yeah, did this uh, again at the prayer. Tell somebody, I know you like fasting. But this year, tomorrow, next week we are fasting in church. It's just seven days from Monday to Sunday. Every day we are meeting here to pray and to fast. Fast some. Some of you, where you come from, fast some. If your house it was like ECG, I would have said you are from Akosombo. All the witches is the Akosombo of your house. Add fasting to it. Rakato katabaha. Ikatura pataka sakatalabahaya. Ikaturiata in the name of Jesus. Fast. I think even from Monday to Wednesday, you can add some fast. I say, Father, I'm praying into my marriage. Listen to me. Marriage acquires a sin, sin, sin. Sin that that cool. We three know you be na ya. Hey, yes, Adam. Hey, yes, Adam. The ten stars have a song like that. Hey, yes, Adam. Yesterday, I watched a video of, on the Lavering Pastor's page, a lady who has um, a boyfriend, and the boyfriend sent a ticket for a spa to City FM that they should call the girlfriend, and the name of the boyfriend is the ticket code. So they call the girl, and they say, your boyfriend has... Ask us to give you this package. So please, what is the name? Also, he is called Gideon Mensa. I was say no. Then he says, then he mentioned another one. He mentioned four. All of them. He mentioned coffee. The, the host says, no. Then he said, hey. The last one, the woman, the host says that. But do you know Tony? Then he said, oh. So it's like the Tony Dear or Tosuba 36. So that's my fiancee. And the woman said, Hey, he said, Oh, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Hey! They are, the rest are boyfriends, but this one is fiance. What's the difference? <laughs> and the lady says, but you are on CTFM. He said, no! Oh, no! No, please! So she didn't know that she was on FM. <laughs> you see, it is through fasting and prayer that you escape this lady. I said, let me tell you something. I am expert in marriage and relationship. Bring me a Bible. Let me lift it to show that I'm serious. 
people who are bad girls, they know how to marry than those who are good girls. Ones know how to sustain conversation. They know how to approach you and make it look like you approach them. Kuno, kuno. Kuno, kuno. Hallelujah. I have shared with you two things. Our year of supernatural growth. Two things. Invest in knowledge. The knowledge of wisdom shall be to you as a reader. All those who are leading us in the world are those who are reading. Even our politicians, they read a lot. They read a lot. Yesterday I was talking to uh, an appeal called judge. And this is the one who sentenced the people who did the coup to death. And she told me that this is not an ordinary crime. This is a constitutional crime. That's my first time. I didn't know that a crime can be committed against the constitution. And that is high treason. It's not treason. It's not treason. It's high treason. We were saying that the sentence was harsh. I said, no. It was a constitutional crime. And it is not treason. It's high treason. Would you say, my man, I was swearing. Oh. Then she was talking up. And then he said, About you, how can somebody leave you? And they said, Supreme Court, the High Court judge. And I will go down. Now, but I said, We are now entering into two years. I said, No, I didn't know you were a Timusa. And to be to me, I. Mimi Bushi, I need a wood jar, and I need a wood jar. That's what the woman said. She's married. Is she not married? He said she's staying in it like that. <laughs> like that, like that, like that, like that. <laughs> Knowledge is beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm sure I said, I'm going to say, I'm going to to Plato. I'm going to go to Aristotle. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Jump to your feet and let's close. Say, Father, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm a product of fasting and a product of many readings. I know what it means to give yourself to reading. Paul said, till I come, give attention to reading. Till I come, give attention, give attention, give attention. We are too much eager to make it. You don't need to make it. You need to, you need to read. You'll be made. This year, add reading to it. Add reading to it. Add reading to it. 
put books on your phone. Hello? This year you have plans to buy a new iPhone. Stop. Buy a tablet. Buy a tablet. Buy a tablet. And put books on it. Put books on it. Put books on it. Most of the books that they are selling, they are now free. Go online, get them free. Any book you want, just type the name of the book and add PDF to it. You get options. There are platforms you can get them. Every day, read 10 pages. I was telling all the pastors, this year, all our, our vision is that every day we are reading 100 pages. Every day. And 100 pages is a bit over two hours. Depending on your reading speed. So you read half in the morning or afternoon, half later before you. We are all, and we are all reading the same books. And when we meet and we are talking about the books, you can't say that. Yes. Then yes. Yes. <laughs> so we have to force, you see, instead of you to have friends that you watch movies with, have friends you have books with. Hello? If you, it, it's simple. Get, okay, what book should I read? Okay. Get rejoiners books. Don't win friends devotionals. It's also a book. No, I don't know if you like it again. It's maybe it's maybe too spiritual for you. But if you like spiritual books, start caretaking. Then come desert fathers, Asian fathers. Just normal, normal, normal. We should dark. Small, 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 small books. And start. Start. All the people I mentioned, they write small, small books. Like John Winfrey, you read it like when you read a whole devotional, you have read like 20 books. That's how we are doing. We met last Tuesday or so in the night to talk about it. I don't know if was it Tuesday or Friday or Thursday? Thursday. So that we will all help ourselves somewhere, somehow. Hello? Listen to me. Whatever that you want to have, read them fast and pray. You will have them. Father, thank you for a word in season. You have challenged us to go back to the drawing board. Lord, may we be found fruitful and useful in our generation. May we make impact in our generation. May we not live our lives only for ourselves, that we came here, we became rich and we left. No, that we took others up. We lifted others up. We raised others up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.